All right, welcome. Thank you for joining me on episode four of my One Man Ride podcast. That intro music was uh, Safari Song by Greta Van Fleet. Uh, I'm a big fan of Greta Van Fleet, but the reason I'm playing that song was in honor of the Juice Cherries, <clears throat> who won this weekend's Midwest Classic Box Lacrosse Tournament out of Columbus, Ohio. Uh, the band Greta Van Fleet is from Michigan, just like the Juice Cherries, so I thought that would be a little homage to them. Um, I think I'll maybe make that a little weekly thing, something goes along with the music. We'll do it. Um, so this episode was supposed to be a two-part episode. It was going to be, I was going to discuss what went on at the Midwest um, Box Lacrosse Classic. Is that what it is? Yeah, the Midwest Classic Box Lacrosse Tournament. And then we were going to talk with um, uh, Coach Kevin Menages from Naperville North. But I'm having issues with my recording with friends, and I'm not that technolo uh, technologically savvy to figure it out right now, so I'm waiting on the tech support from Anchor to do it. So what I'm going to do is we're going to talk in depth about what went on this weekend, and then just a few things that I have some, uh, I don't know, like to get off my chest, maybe a little, uh, you know, things that have bugged me a little bit or, 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 or on my mind. So let's, uh, let's take it from there. So let's start with this weekend. If you were there, you know, uh, it was a great, great tournament. I, any tournament I'm going to odds are I'm, I'm going to like it. So I'm an, I'm an easy sell there. Uh, I enjoy watching lacrosse. I enjoy it. So watching good lacrosse is, is a treat. Uh, especially when it's January and it's snowing out and we get to watch box lacrosse. Box lacrosse, as I've said before, and if any of you listened or follow me on Twitter or you've met me in person, you're, box lacrosse, I think, is the best way to get better at field lacrosse. But it's not field lacrosse. It's two different games. I mean, it's the same sport, but it's two different games. The skill set's different. It's a much more <clears throat> physical game. Uh, it's faster. So I think action-wise, I enjoy box better. Maybe that's because I just watched it. Aesthetically-wise, I like watching field. I like seeing the big open field. I like seeing grass. I like being outside. I, so there's, there's pros and cons to each. Actually, there's no cons. There's just pros. Uh, I like one for one reason and one for another reason. But I think uh, as, as field lacrosse keeps changing a little bit, I think it's getting faster. Uh, it's the fastest sport on two feet, as they say. But, you know, sometimes you see it get slowed down. And as I've seen in high school or in college now, when you see the shot clock, when you go back to high school, you see some, some schools slow it down to uh, it's, it's very slow. It can be very painful to watch sometimes. But I understand why you have to do that. So, um, but again... Back to why, what we were at this weekend. So it was hosted by Resolute at the Resolute Athletic Center, which has three uh, box fields, uh, rinks, boxes in their in their facility, which is a wonderful facility. I mean, it was it was great, um, and I was hired by Inside Lacrosse to cover this tournament and cover the high school A bracket. Um, so if you were a youth player, if you were a youth team, if you were a high school B team, I didn't spend as much time watching you because I was covering the A, team, the a age bracket for Inside Lacrosse. Um, I think it's a testament to Inside Lacrosse that they had me go out there to cover it. I think that's great for the Midwest. I mean, has that ever happened before? I don't think so. I don't think Inside Lacrosse has said, oh, we need to cover this box tournament in the middle of Columbus, Ohio. Um, so I think that's a step. Any any bit of growth, any bit of um, any bit that gets more eyes on the Midwest makes me very, very happy, and I'm happy to do it. So that's what brought me there. Now, that being said, 
it was a long day, and I had time sometimes when the A bracket wasn't playing. I went and watched um, the other kids, watched the other teams, watched some of the high school B. I think one of the misconceptions now, it's very hard to cover all because there's three games going on at once. It's hard to try to get to, you know, you could maybe catch a quarter or a, a period there and a period there. You know, you're trying to watch players, uh, trying to watch teams. So you don't get to see everything as much if, if it was just on one field and it was just like being at one championship game or, or, or something like that. But I will say this. There is a lot of talent. A lot of talent in the Midwest. <laughs> or, or, or in box or wherever because there were more than Midwestern teams there. Um, there was just... Exceptional play. Exceptional play. Now, so I will say this. As I watched the high school A bracket, you know, we had the teams that were there. We had uh, who was in the A bracket. We had 3D Maryland. We had the Mighty Ducks from Michigan, who are, I believe is part of True Michigan. Juice Cherries from Michigan. Resolute, of course, who was the host. Uh, True Illinois. Um, am I missing some? I feel like I'm missing somebody. I don't know if I'm missing somebody. But that's just off the top of my head. So, as I said in the beginning, Juice Cherries won L4. Did I say L4? I don't know if I said L4. Okay, so Juice Cherries won the final versus um, 3D... Maryland, 8-4. to four. Now, I'm going to be 100% completely honest with you. When that championship was announced, when it was you know made, I, I thought it was... I had ideas on how it could be, how Juice Series could win, but if you had watched 3D Maryland all weekend, the first question was, how, how, do, you stop, how do you stop them? I mean, they were the first t- team I got to see this weekend. I think they were the first team that I, and I, like I was blown away. <laughs> and I gotta be, I'm gonna be 100 honest. I was a little upset about it. I'm like, oh god, I'm coming here to cover the Midwest. You know, I'm a cheerleader for the Midwest. I make no bones about it. That's my job. I am the Midwest cheerleader. Sorry, uh, if you're listening to this, you want me to be the Midwest cheerleader. You know, that's that's what I'm doing. I'm trying to raise the uh, spotlight for your kids and for your teams. So uh, you shouldn't be shocked by it. Um, but when I saw 3D Maryland, I'm like, oh God, the, the, the Maryland, the Baltimore team is, you know, you got the kids from Calvert Hall and I'm like, oh, they're going to come here and be better at the game that I think we should be better at. Um, so they went 4-0. They, they, they beat everyone pretty, pretty, pretty good. Um, and they have, uh, they have really good players, uh, there are two players that, if, again, if anyone watched them, number 11 and number 22, they were brothers. I think their last name was Joswiak. They were just outstanding. It was like watching the Harlem Globetrotters, how they moved the ball together, the two of them, the shots, the shooting, everything. The team worked well, and then I find out that they've only been playing, this is like their first box lacrosse tournament, or they just started doing it. So it was depressing just a little bit. Now, I am familiar with Juice Cherries, obviously. Um, I had Chris Garland, who is a director for Juice Cherries on the show uh, last week talking about other issues and and things like that. So obviously I'm familiar with them. Um, I also let him know that I was obviously a good luck to have him on the show. And then they win the tournament next, that following weekend. So to all of you tournament directors or teams or anything, you might want to come on the show if you, if you want that win, that's going to be my, my plug saying, we, we I, I to come on the show you need that now there were uh i have a note here i do have a note that i wanted to look at because of some of the players that i did that i did take notice of okay so if we're going and again if i don't mention a player's name it's not because i didn't think they were good i didn't think they were bad these are players that at one point or another, as I was watching, and again, you don't get to sit and watch everything. Uh, so 
I might miss a player. I might miss a game one kid. But again, these were players who, when I was writing my article for Inside Lacrosse that I had mentioned that, that stood out. And then I will tell you something afterwards, which is bugging me. Um, okay, so for like L4, there were two players that I, I mean, I've, I've watched L4 play countless times. I, I liked their team a lot. Two kids that really stuck out to me this week was Justin Harden and Cole Sersoni or Sircone. I, I'm not sure if that's how you pronounce his name. Just nice players. I, I, I mean, it's hard to miss Cole. I think he's got the flowing blonde hair. It looks great on the field. I mean, I'm not lying. So he takes your attention. You get to watch it. Uh, I saw Justin Harden um, win a shootout against Juice Cherries. L4 beat Juice Cherries 8-7. to seven, And I saw him, fin- and, and his finishing shot was... Was as good as it was as good as any shot penalty shot you'll see. I, I mean, he just it was a great a great play. So much so that I know that uh, the coaches from Juice Cherries mentioned it. Said this kid is that kid is really special. Um, Resolute again. That's another team I've watched a bunch, so I know a lot of kids. So it's like, oh, I'm I, I could I could I could rattle off five, six, seven, eight kids at any time. Um, the kids that stuck out to me this time uh, were Mason Rickens, who I'm going to sticks out to me every time, uh, and Blake Island. Blake because he's everywhere. Like all of a sudden he's facing off. He's 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 taking the ball and off shooting, scoring. He's everywhere. He's everywhere. He could do it all. Um, Keaton Trout and and and, and Keaton Trout. He's just it. Just the booming shot, just his whole game. It's it's one of the games. It's one of the, you know. I sit there and look and I'm like, oh, I would like to be able to play like that kid, if if I was playing and I was young. So he's one of those. Uh, Zach Hogan, just another, just smart, just just sees the field. I don't think he's as physically big as some of these other kids. There are some kids that are so big out there, and this and Zach is out there. And he's just you. He just uses all of his every his whole skill set, his brains, his speed, his shiftiness. He just looks great out there. Um, True Illinois. I got to watch like one and a half games, and I was really uh, another. His last name is Hard, number seventy one. He just stands out. He he kept getting to his right hand, and he was hard to stop. And he kept getting to the right hand, and he kept getting the angle on the goal that he wanted. And he was just firing it, and he was powerful, and he and he stood out. Ezra Zek- Zabukovic, who I do know from Illinois, I've watched him play in Illinois for a year. I've seen him play. I'm glad to see that his skill that I've seen on the field is also very good in uh, on, in the box. Um. Project Missouri, I was, I didn't know what to expect from them. I know there's Project Missouri and there's Project Midwest. And I know Andy Kay and he coaches MICDS. So I know the kids are coached and I know the kids are good. I didn't know what to expect. I didn't know if this was like a full-fledged team. Well, they had they had some really nice players. The, the kids that stuck out to me, again, um, Jeremiah Schumacher, just something about his game. Cam Curry, another one, and then uh, Jordan Selesley, if I'm saying it right. I really, guys that just really, really said something. For 3D Maryland, the twins. I, I'm, I'm assuming they're twins. They're both 21s. They're both the same last name. I'm assuming Jason and Jack Joswiak. They were my favorite people, people to watch. I, I could watch them all the time. I believe they're going to Delaware. When I did some inside lacrosse work, I think they play. Uh, they might be on Calvert Hall, and I believe they're going to Delaware. They're a class of twenty-one. So, it, it, if they ended up somewhere else, I wouldn't be shocked. Uh, Juice Cherries, again, they have a bunch of guys. Mateo Corsi, who I've seen for years, play. At Juice Cherries. My son played at Juice Cherries up until uh, this year. So I've been up there. I know the players. You always knew who Mateo Corsi is. He's he's a human highlight film. The speed, the, the, the skill. He's going to Syracuse. I mean, the kid's great. Nick Lauterbach is another kid who, who's he's going to Michigan. Just he played he just faced off a lot this weekend. Dominated. Just dom- the difference. That that's the difference. And uh 
Griffin Solaris, who played goal. Now, when I saw that championship matchup, my first thought, and I believe I said this to a couple people who were around me, I said the only way Juice Cherries is going to win this game is if those three players step up. Uh, if Nick dominates at, at, at the faceoff, which he did the last two games before that, he was dominant, and I and I think I don't know if it was the game before he won. He might have lost two faceoffs. I think he won twelve or thirteen. Dominant, and that made the difference in the game against uh, Team uh, True Illinois on Sunday, which was a seven to five victory for Juice Cherries. He was the difference in that game. Uh, it was getting close, and he iced it by winning, just winning the draws, and 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 they kept control and 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 ran out the clock. And it was the smart play. Um, so those guys just really stood out. And then Mighty Ducks. A few there was a there's a few kids on the Mighty Ducks who I I know. Uh, I know from uh, Catholic Central. Um, Connor Barada again, another faceoff kid stands out. Stands out on field, stands out here. I just, again, I'm like, I just wanted to watch him play more. Uh, again, there's more kids on that team who I know, but I don't want to sit there and say, oh, I've seen them play in the field, so they're great in the box. These were the players that really stood out to me. So, and this is only in the high school A bracket. There were kids, there were, there were kids that I had to lean over and ask a parent, who is that kid? Because I'm like, we're going to be hearing from that kid. Those were some of the younger kids uh, that I did get some of their names. So I'll talk about them in a second. Uh, I just wanted to get those the, the the basic overview of of what went on. So the overall thoughts of this tournament. It was a very well run tournament. It was very well attended. This is a tournament. It's in January in Columbus, Ohio. I mean, this to come here. You could be risking so many different things by coming. The weather, like I drove through sort of a, a whiteout a little bit on the highway. It wasn't even snowing that much, but it was. It is cold and it's can be miserable out, and it's. You don't feel like oh, I think I should go to Columbus, Ohio. You know, there's a tournament in Las Vegas. Oh, I'd much rather go there, but that's not the case. So we had at this tournament in Ohio in January. Two teams from Maryland, the Arrows and 3D. We had two teams from Kentucky, LKS and L4. Now, I, they're affiliated with each other. One's sort of like their youth program, and one's, but they're still, I mean, and again, that's a program. You turn your eye, you, if you turn your nose up to Kentucky and lacrosse and you start playing them, you're going to get smacked, I promise you. That's a program to keep an eye on. That's a region, that's an area to keep an eye on. Uh, I, I know some people are like, oh, Kentucky, it's the South. Trust me. Take them lightly at your peril. The two teams from Michigan, the Mighty Ducks, which is part of the true organization, and Juice Cherries. We had two, two Ohio teams, Resolute and G7A, two box programs in Columbus. I think they're both in Columbus. Um, Resolute, I've said it before. People have given me a lot of grief for it. I think they're the gold standard right now. I think they're the ones you could model after. I think G, I think uh, L4 is another one. I think they're both doing it exactly right. If you want to start a program, if you want to start a box program with your travel team, those are the teams you look at. Call them. Ask them. I know they want it because they want more teams to compete against. I don't think they're going to be so provincial and say, oh, we don't want you team in Illinois. Uh, team in Indiana, you know, somewhere else, team in Wisconsin or wh- wherever you want. I think these guys could be the model to, to to go off. Now, there will always be someone who takes the model and takes it a step further, and I'm hoping that happens. I'm hoping that lifts everyone's game because if you keep ca- challenging somebody, the game is going to get better, and it gets better, and that's better for your children. Again, I'm my main focus is to be the cheerleader for the Midwest, to grow the game, to grow the game so our kids here have opportunities to go on and play at the next level. So I'm an advocate for parents and the players. I don't have a dog in the fight when it comes to travel programs uh, or high school teams. Um, I'll get I'll get into that a little bit later. 
from Illinois, we had one team, True Illinois, which is a shame. Which again, that there's only one Illinois team. I don't know. I don't know why. I don't know if there was conflict of interest, but I know there's more box teams there, and there should be more, and there should be more there. Uh, there was a team from Texas, Stickstar, who had kids from Louisiana, Texas, Oklahoma, and Ohio on their team. So I mean, we're just, you know, the, a team from Georgia, the Atlanta Revolution. You're a team from Texas. You're a team from Georgia. You're coming to Ohio. That should say something about this tournament. Um, and this might sound like a commercial, but it is. It is a commercial. I am gonna. I am promoting this because this is something big. I know Battle at the Barn was another big one. That's great. These. I want these tournaments to get everybody. I want these to be the biggest ones. I want every winter it to be. You have to be in the Midwest playing in these box tournaments if you want to compete against the best. That's what I want. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to promote it. I'm going to sing it from the rooftops. And I'm not going to make any apologies about doing that. So when you see Texas teams and Georgia teams coming to the Midwest in January, that should tell you something. Then there was this little team called the Steelheads from Vancouver, British Columbia in Canada. I talked to the coach. I talked to uh, the, the guys involved. Talked to them for a long time. I asked them. I mean, these are guys who are who are dealing with junior A's and they're in professional box and 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 you know they deal with the best of the best in box. And they've come for a couple years, or they were here a few years ago, and and they said they had a choice to go to any tournament, the, any tournament. And they chose this tournament. That's a testament to the guys at Resolute, Anthony and Greg. Um, that's a testament. Now, here's the one thing that struck me. I actually wrote this down so I could so I could make sure I got this. When they were talking, when we were talking, they brought up the fact that uh, they're like, we came here a few years ago, and it wasn't. They said it was field lacrosse being played in a box. That it wasn't as sophisticated as Canada's box program. It wasn't played the right way as box. And then as he was saying this, we were watching a game together and he said, this is real box lacrosse. He said, no joke, no thing. He's like, and he made a funny comedy. He goes, I keep telling people in Canada, this is what he was saying. He's like, I keep telling people in Canada that... Americans like to take things and do it better than everybody else. And he goes, and they're going to take our box lacrosse from us. He's like, because you look at these kids. He's like, in two years, they made these kinds of strides. He's like, this is legit, full-out box lacrosse. Which I think is a pretty damn good compliment. Um, I don't know what else. I don't know how else you would have to put that. I think that's that's something you want to hear. And I was I was very happy to hear it. So... I watched great high school games. I just wrote my article. Uh, send it into Inside Lacrosse. I don't know when <clears throat> it's going to be posted, uh, but that's that's neither here nor there right now. I'm, by the way, I'm filming this, or I'm recording this on Tuesday. Uh, but when I said the future is bright, I did get to look at some high school B teams. The B team had 14, the B B bracket had 14 teams, 14, two divisions of seven. Uh, That's crazy. Now, I believe a lot of it was broke. One team had like kids at every age uh, and they were in the A, Uh, but most of these teams, these were the the, uh, freshmen and sophomores. And if this is indicative of how this is going to grow, we're going to be scary good in a few years. Because as great as it was watching the A bracket, the B bracket was absolutely loaded, loaded, loaded with talent. Loaded. Now, like talent, when I walked by and saw it, I had to stop and say, who is that kid? Who is that kid? Uh, The two kids that stand out, again, on the juice juice cherries were Bo Lockwood and, and John Arant. Just you you can't stop watching them. Uh, Nick Deloro was another kid I watched. 
Uh, and Ryan Linglip was another kid I watched from Juice Cherries. From Resolute, Zach White, uh, Luke Versansky. If anyone's ever followed me, they know that I'm a huge fan of Luke Versansky, so I had to go and watch him. That was the reason I went to go watch Resolute uh, at that game, was I wanted to watch Luke because I've seen him play on the field. I think he's an up-and-comer star. I think he's a star. And and you, I don't know how long he's been playing box, but he's a transition guy. If he keeps playing, he's going to be great at that. Uh, Jacob or Jackson Carawan. Carawan, Carawan. Ooh, that's that's talent. Uh, Bryce Madden was another a kid that I saw. Um, and then I watched I watched uh, the true Illinois kids because again I was originally from Illinois, so I knew I, I knew some of the kids, or I wanted to see if some of the kids that I knew were there. And you sort of uh, and and. A kid I remember seeing when he was probably a U9. And he's now, a fr- I don't even know if they're freshmen. Uh, yeah, he's 23. They were 23s. They were 23s playing in the high school bracket. So they were all freshmen. So they were they were physically a little overmatched. I mean, the size of the kids, the size of the kids out there. Uh, if you saw, if you saw L4, L4 had some big kids. True Illinois' A team. They a few of them look like flat out football players. I mean, I said I think I said to a parent next to me, I said, "What? When did I become so small? I'm not a small person. I'm not small, and I felt small, like I felt insignificant next to some of these kids. So they're huge. But to see these the 23s out there competing with them, that was great. But there was a kid, there was a kid who I saw play when he was probably a U9, maybe a U11, in in Maryland who was playing on True, uh, Luke Macaluso, and he was, and he was. A darn good player as a little kid. He's even a better player as a twenty-three. I was so happy, like it made my day. Like I, I wanted to see. Uh, he immediately caught my eye, and I said, "This reminds me of the kid who I saw." And then I saw his name on his jersey, and I was ecstatic. I was ecstatic that that the continuation of of a kid who was young and stayed with it. And he was. I was. I was thrilled by it. Easton Bellow, he was another kid on the on that team that stood out. Uh, Kane Snyder was another kid who, who works, who, you know, he's, you don't look at him and say, this kid's going to score all the time. He, he was a nice player. But, but that's, those are some kids that really stuck out to me. Now, I'm going to let you in on a little secret about recruiting, about writing, about, um, uh, when you when you read a, articles or anything about lacrosse, and you, there's all these players written up. Usually, you know going in who to look for. The coaches reach out to you and say, "This is a guy who I need to look at. You need to look at." Um, or the travel program will say, "This is a kid you need to look look at." So I will say this, and and th- this is a this is an issue. Um. Let's call this the soapbox. I'm on my soapbox now. Um, so I went there to cover this for Inside Lacrosse. Now, I'm not saying I'm a big journalist and I'm important or anything, but I can tell you this. I'm there to help you out. I'm there to help your kid. I'm there to help your kid on your high school team, high school coaches. I'm there to help your kid on your travel team, travel coaches. So if I reach out and say, can you give me a real lineup with the real numbers and the real names so that if I'm writing an article, I don't have to run around. There's only one of me. There's plenty of you. So I could make my job easier so I don't have to sit there and take up 10 minutes to find out who one kid is. Maybe you could make it easier. I send you an email and say, can you email me back a, a roster with the numbers that your kids going to be playing with this this weekend? Hey, are there any kids that you think I should be taking a look at? Are there any kids that need special notice that you think you've got a star? So I can promote them because if you got a star on your team, if you got a kid who's a stud on your team, you want me to promote that kid even if he's not your kid. You know why? Because then other college coaches might come to watch that kid. And guess who they see when they're watching that kid? 
your kid. And that can help your kid. It's the old rising tide lifts all boats. So if your coaches aren't sending out information to me when I call them, if I don't have an updated roster, as a parent, you better be asking your director, why do I give you money? You're not helping my kid. This is something I'm seriously pissed off about. Because you're throwing your money away. There are other options. There are other options than lacrosse in this region now. So you better work for your money to get from your parents. Because I'll be the first one to blast the team and tell the parents, you can do better. And it's not just me. I've been to other tournaments. I've been to big-time tournaments. I've sat with big-time coaches, and they've sat there and they said, can you believe this? I don't have a number for this kid. I don't know who this kid is. I don't know who this kid is. I stood with Bill Tierney, Bill Tierney walked into a tournament, stood right next to him. I, I looked over at his shirt, at his, at his sheet. He had four players on the list. He went and looked at all four players and left. I stood next to coaches from North Carolina. They all explained how it works. This is how it goes. This is... And they all lament the fact that there are teams not doing their work for their kids. That's malpractice. That's malpractice. Again, parents, I'm on your side. I don't have a dog in the fight of a program, a travel program, or a high school program. But I know when I go to these tournaments, I try to reach out to somebody if I have their information and say, can you give me this information? I've reached out to high school coaches. I'm coming to your game. Can you give me your roster? Can you tell me who I should keep an eye on? Some teams are great. Other teams don't respond. When they don't respond, odds are I'm not going to see that team again. Now I'm going to give you a breakdown of it. Obviously, I cover the Midwest. Ohio is dominant in the fact that I get more information from Ohio coaches from Ohio parents, from parents of other kids who are saying, oh, you should see this, from parents from other programs saying, this kid on this program or this kid on this school, this is our comp- our competitor. I get more information from Ohio people than any other place combined. There might be a reason why Ohio is the deepest talent in the Midwest because they're all trying to help each other out. Granted, they fight. They want to go at each other. They have issues with each little town, whatever, but still, It's Ohio versus everyone in their mind. And they try to lift Ohio. Sean McGinnis, the coach of Archbishop Moeller, works for his kids. He's great at it. He plugs them on Twitter. He sends them out. He sends me pictures. He sends it to other coaches. He sends it to college coaches. There's a reason he gets a ton of kids in college. Because he does a great job promoting his players. It's about promoting. There are kids who don't go and play college lacrosse who are better than kids playing D1. They don't always find you. I don't care what anyone says. You don't, if you don't get yourself put out there, no one's looking. It doesn't happen. You need help. And I want to help you get help. So it drives me absolutely crazy when I can't figure that out. Now, here, I'll tell you two things that happened this weekend that stuck in my mind that makes me think of it. So there was, a, there was a kid playing on one team, and a coach from another team came up to me and said, do you know who that kid is? And I said, I don't have a roster for him. I said, but I do know somebody who's on that team Let me call him. So I called the guy on the team. I called the dad on the team and I said, hey, who's so-and-so? Well, who's this number? Because that the number wasn't even on the roster on the turning machine that I was looking at. So I couldn't just say, oh, I'm looking at the roster. Here it is. Boom, boom, boom. It wasn't even, the, the, the number wasn't even listed on the turning machine. So I said, oh, so I found out who it was. And I replied to the coach. I said, oh, his name is so-and-so. And what, why did you want to know? And he goes, because I want to know if he's committed. And I said, okay, let me find out. And he said, yes, he's committed to a D2 school. And the, co- and the coach 
from another program who's watching him play said, nope, that can't happen. I said, what, what do you mean that can't happen? He said, that's not a D2 player. He goes, that kid's a D1 player. He's like, I can't let that happen. He said, I'm going to reach out to coaches and tell coaches about this kid. That's why you want all the information out there. That's why having a relationship with me helped. Not to pat myself on the back, but if there was nobody else there, that coach just walks away and doesn't even notice and doesn't even... Now, I don't know if he's made the call. I don't know if he's done anything. But I know that the, the fact that he came up to me and brought that up was something. On another issue, I saw a kid playing who I thought, well, this kid's got game for sure. So I waited, and I waited, and I saw him come out, and I went up to him and I asked him his name because I didn't have his info. And he said, my name is so-and-so and this. And I said, well, are you, are you going to, are you going, are you playing in the next level? Are you going to play in college? And he said, I don't know. I've had a couple people, you know, a couple coaches reach out and he's like, I don't know what I want to do and this and that. And I said, okay. I said, well, are you interested? I said, because you've, you've got it. You, you could, I, I see that you could play. And he said, yeah, I think I'd be interested. I said, okay. And I picked up my phone and I sent a text message to a college coach. And I said, I think I have a player for you who would fit your program. And I'm doing this live action, live at the, at the tournament, standing five feet from the kid. And I got all his information. I said, here's his high school. Here's his coach's name. Here's his thing. The ball's in your court now, coach. That happened on Saturday. Both of these things happened on Saturday night. I don't know what happened. I don't know what the thing is. But that's how quickly something a connection can be made. If I didn't have the information or if I didn't see that kid at the right time, it was lucky because it was a very crowded environment. And I'm not, that's not a blame. I just happened to watch him come off because I was, I, I, he caught my eye and I said, this kid needs to be noticed. And so then I called, the, I reached out to the coach and, and, and told him. And the coach reached back and he said, thank you very much. I appreciate it. And I said, this is what I want to do. I, I will help. I will help put you together with somebody. I will help a kid. You know why? Because if it was my kid, I'd want someone to do it too. And that's the, my bottom line. Is if, it was, if it could be the other foot, I'd want someone to do it for me. So I'm going to do it for them. I don't get paid doing this. I do this because I enjoy it. I do it because I love it. Things frustrate me. That frustrates me when I, you know, I, and I don't want to try to, you know, be a big shot. That's the other thing. I don't want to sit there and demand, like, you should be doing this. But then I thought about these two players who might not have had this opportunity. I don't know what's happened to them, and I'm sure at some point I'll know something. I still won't mention their names because I don't think that's anyone's business. But that's, that's, that's what it's about. I've also had another, I've had a player reach or a parent of a player reach out to me and say, Hey, I saw this kid at a prospect day. Do you know him? And I said, yes, I know him. And he said, Oh, my son is going to play at this school. And I think this kid would be good at this school. Can you have him reach out to our coach? And I did. And the kid's going to the school there. These are the degrees of separation. These are how things happen. It just could happen. So and if, it, if it's not me doing it, someone else doing it, fine. There's not, there's not anyone else doing it. There's no one going to see all these games. There's no one taking the time away from their family and doing this. I'm sorry, there's not. There's not. I wish there was. I wish, I wish, there was, I wish it was like you'd see football scouts. I wish it was like that, but there's not. Not yet. Not yet, anyway. The other part of something that bugs me a little bit now is this Twitter, okay? I'm, I'm a 50-year-old man. I don't give a shit about petty differences between lacrosse programs. They did this, they did this, they did this, they did this. I will say this. The days of, of protecting your so-called players is over. They know too much now. So now you better give them everything they can do or they're going to leave. They're going to leave and go to another program that offers it. Offers better, offers this, offers that. They have choices. Choices mean freedom. But don't come at me on Facebook or, or, or 
Twitter or send me messages and saying, I'm a shill for a company. Someone's paying me to do this and, and promote this team. Get the F out of here with that shit. I don't, t- I don't take anybody's money. I don't get offered money. God, if I, you offer, tell you what, any team that wants to offer me money and pay me to promote their, their brand, I will. How about that? I will. I don't, though. I don't get it. I, no, one's, no one's offering me money. I wish there was. But to sit there and get messages and have people saying, oh, this and that, this and that, you're promoting them against us, or something as simple as I made a tweet on Sunday morning, an innocuous tweet on Sunday morning, saying something about L4 and LKS, saying if you don't, basically what I said earlier, if you don't follow uh, Kentucky and think that this is going to be a powerhouse in box lacrosse and lacrosse in general, then you're missing out and not... 45 seconds later, I get a message. Why are you talking about them? You should be talking about us. And, 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 and my, my head almost exploded. I'm thinking, in what world did this person's mind think I'm talking to them, that they're just responding to? This was just something that came to my mind because I had seen something that I had on my sheet about L4, and I just wanted to say a little something about L4. You know what? I was at Resolute. I said a lot of stuff about Resolute. I wanted to say a little something nice about L4, and someone was a someone had it took someone took offense to it. And I know Twitter's a cesspool of shit. But you know what? It's it's a pretty good option to get stuff out like this. But it's also you get people who and this person's a follower of mine. So you know who you are if you're listening. And I don't block anybody because you know what? Everyone's entitled to their thing, and if you want to sit there and say these things to me whatever. I just don't have to answer to you and don't come walking up to me and think that I'm going to talk to you because I'm not because I don't I don't deal with that kind of shit. Sorry about the swearing. I'm a little angry. I told you this is the soapbox section. I told you I was going to get a few things off my off my chest. This is the Festivus. I got some issues and problems with with this. Uh, So my job is not to find out what's going on with this. My job is to promote the kids. You know why that's my job? Because that's the job I want to do. I don't pretend I'm something. I don't tell myself I'm something. I don't tell you I'm something. This is what I'm doing. I'm coming here to watch the game. I'm going to promote the game. I'm going to talk about the game. I don't know how that could be a problem. I don't do anything. I don't say anything to... Let me tell you something. I'm a man of very strong opinions. I have ridiculous opinions. I don't share them in this venue. This is not the venue for it. I talk to people who I've become friends with. I'm a totally different person. I'm as, I am as sterile in this environment because I just want to help everybody. There's no one who I don't want to help. I would like a little help back sometimes, though. That's what I would like. That's what I would like. Now, I really enjoyed this weekend. And again, I thought the guys did a great job. And I said to them, I would love to see it bigger. And that's, and I know by me saying that is sort of being the pain in the ass. I want to see it bigger when they're going, well, we're big enough. And I'm like, well, it should be two weekends then. You know, um, do a youth, do a, do a high school. One weekend high school, one weekend youth. I, I know they're, they're at capacity. I don't, you know, I don't know the answer for it. I don't know what, but I, I do know this. It needs to be bigger, and if the, and if Resolute can't make it bigger, there is the risk of somebody else who can. That's the market. The market will sit there and say, if we could absorb this and take this. If I could open up a box gym tomorrow or a box facility tomorrow, I would, and it would be twice the size. And I would sit there and say, I'm going to have this tournament every year at this point and take and make it the biggest tournament in the country. That's what happens. When there's a demand and the demand's not met, the entrepreneur meets that demand. I'll give you an example. Under Armour, which we'll be talking about next week with Coach Kevin Menages, Under Armour All-American game. It was the only game in town. I mean, it was the big one. It was the it was the big daddy. It was it. That was the team you wanted. That was the team you bragged. My kid was an Under Armour All-American. The swag, the game, on TV, it was everything. It was great. But if, you, if you've been around, you know there were complaints the last few years. You know that, the, you know, B 
be it, it was two days people didn't want to sleep over. It was, oh, it was one program had all their kids. And then the next year it was another program had all their kids. There was always been a problem. Now, again, I will say this. People will complain about anything. Okay. There's always complaints. There's no, no one's happy. So, you know, I'm not going to take it and say uh, they're wrong. I'm just saying there's always, there's always an issue. Like it or not, there'll always be an issue. Like I said, I sent out a tweet about saying how nice the L4 program was and someone had a problem with it. I don't know how they could possibly have a pro- problem with me saying that, but they did. So now you saw how Under Armour now has the NLF coming in and trying to take their spot or compete. I mean, it's it's flat out competing. Let's not kid you. I mean, they're not having the tryouts in the Midwest on the same day, but the championship game is on the same weekend. So you have to, if you are a stud player and you could make both teams, you have to make a choice of which one you have to be. So what does that do? What does that mean? That means Under Armour has to step up their game. It's not a bad thing. They have to step up their game. They're being challenged. It's good for us. It's good for the Midwest. It's good for kids. There's going to be two major all-star games. Double the amount of kids who get the exposure. That's a win-win in my book. I don't have a winner, and I don't have I don't have a dog in this fight. I'm going to have Kevin Minaj's on next week. We are going to talk in depth about Under Armour tryouts, about Under Armour. I will 100% have somebody on from the NLF to talk about their thing. the The joke that now I know coaches on both sides, and I've talked to coaches on both sides, and I've said what I would really like is after you do this team and this team, then I would like you to make one great Midwest team of all those kids and say, give me one team. And then take that team on the road and just see how it stands. That would be the fun part. That would be that would be fun. And see where you stand. But that's what I mean that you've got to keep evolving. We're, we've got a nice flow going here. We've got a nice Midwest flow with box, with field, the talent, the kids going D1, the kids getting known. You're seeing people like Graham Bundy from, from uh, Missouri, who is the, he was the number one midi in the country last year. He's from St. Louis, Missouri. He was on the cover of magazines. That's not a hotbed, but that puts us on the map. That puts us on the map more. I think Michael Bain might might be, I think, like the number fifth or sixth ranked player in, in inside lacrosse this year. He's from Cleveland St. Ignatius. That's awesome. That's great. We should all be celebrating it. Even if they're your rival. Even if you get to play them and say, okay, there might be people here watching. I better play my best because maybe someone watches me. It goes back to my Culver. Culver's loaded. Play them. Do well. Might be your calling card. Might be your tape that coach sees. This kid did good against Culver. I don't need to see anything else. So, uh, I don't know. It was my soapbox. I, I hope I wasn't too rude. I didn't want to be that way. But here's my plea. Here is my, here's my plea. Because I want to reach a bigger audience. I want to have a bigger voice. And my bigger voice isn't for me. My bigger voice is for you. You, you need to realize something. I could turn off this microphone and turn off my phone and I could never do this again. I just go back to being dad and doing all the stuff. I enjoy doing this. I enjoy doing it. So I would love you to help me. I need your help. I need the. We're in this together. When I talk to people, I said, hey, this isn't me. This isn't about me. This is about us. This is about you. I don't create anything. I don't make anything better. I want you to make it better. And then I'll sit there and scream it for the rooftop for free. I'm free advertising. I am free advertising for your child, for your program, for your high school. So, this is my plea to you. If you follow me, 
on Twitter or listen to me on this or any other medium or any other thing or you see me at a game, and which, again, a lot of people come up and talk to me and I love it. This weekend was great. Got to meet so many people, so many things. But if you're a follower of me and you're interested in the same thing and you want it to grow and you have, tell people. Do you follow uh, M. Ward on Lax Records? Do you follow Mike Ward? Do you listen to his podcast? You should. You care about lacrosse. You care about your child who's in sixth grade, who will be going in, you know, the next six years of school will be playing lacrosse. If this is interesting to you, here's a guy who's trying to help us out, who's trying to grow the game. You should follow me. You should tell everybody you know that you're sitting with. Are you, especially if I'm at a game. If I'm at a game and you know me and you're sitting with Tevin out of parents, you should say, this is the guy who's, he's at this game to talk about our kids. You should follow him. You should make his, you should make his following bigger because if I'm bigger and I have a bigger mouthpiece and a bigger spotlight to shine, it's for you. It's not for me. If you are a coach of a high school or program, uh, travel program, you should be following me. I'm helping you do your job. I'm reaching out to coaches, talking to coaches. You don't have the time to do it. You might not know the coaches that I know. I'm doing this for free, anonymously. I don't talk to you. But if you're a coach or you're a travel program and you're in this region and you're not following me, or when I'm reaching out to you and you don't reach back and you don't send me a roster and say this, you parents should be saying, why aren't you doing this? There's no downside. That's the, it will never hurt a coach to sit there and say, oh, here, Mike, here's the roster. Because then I'm going to go, oh, thank you, coach. I appreciate it. I'm going to come to your game and I'm going to watch these kids. And hopefully something shows up that I can talk about that kid. And it might be on a team that no one knows. I talked to a parent this weekend. His kid played great. His kid played great. He's like, oh, we're going to go play this team at this point. I said, you know what? I'll try to make that game. Because I had something in common with, with that parent. I enjoyed watching his son play. And I know the team that he's going to play. And, and I said, that's a team. That's a game that's, that I'm willing to go to. And, and then, you know what? I'll write a story about it. I'll, or I'll talk about it on a podcast. I'll, I'll promote it. And I don't do a bad job promoting, I don't think. I sit there and tell everyone where I'm going. Come over and say hi. I'm a very friendly person. I, I, I really am. But, I, you know, sometimes things rub me the wrong way. But still, I'm just a, a friendly guy when it comes to those things. And I want to help. So if your coach on your high school team doesn't follow me, the program doesn't follow me, but they're on Twitter, but they don't follow me, why aren't you asking your coach why? If your travel program in the Med Midwest isn't following me, you should be asking them why. They're doing a disservice to your kid. And again, you might say that's hyperbole. Sure, it might be hyperbole. But if this kid, but if your competition, if Team A and Team C are following me and Team B is not following me, Team A and Team C are going to get a little more pub. There aren't. People banging down the door to cover lacrosse in the Midwest. There's me. And now I have inside lacrosse backing me to go watch teams. I don't see them doing that with anyone else. They have me going. They ask me to rate players. Would you like to rate players? Which I have done to a lot of kids in the Midwest. Probably the only rating some of these kids are ever going to get. Do you think Ty Zander has time with all of the kids he covers? And on the East Coast, there isn't many people. I can count them on one hand or on one finger right now in the Midwest. That's me. So why isn't your coach following me? Why isn't your program following me? If they can give you a legitimate reason, fine. I can't think of a legitimate reason. Help me help you. It's that simple. I'm fighting for your kid. Again, I would like that to happen if it was my kid. 
that's there is no I don't ask for anything. I'm asking for you to promote it so I could be, so I could be a bigger a bigger voice. That's that's it. Oh god. <laughs> I mean it's just you know what's funny is when I was thinking about this because a few things that happened in the last few days, obviously that that got under my skin a little bit. If you can't tell, uh, and and, I, and if anyone knows, they know my my love of uh, Roadhouse. Every time it's on, if you're following me on Twitter, every time it's, I, I know it's on, I usually tweet Roadhouse is on. Now, here's the weird part. My favorite character in Roadhouse is Brad Wesley, the bad guy. I don't think he's a bad guy. You know why I don't think he's a bad guy? Because Brad Wesley built that town. When he says, I brought the J.C. Petty here. I brought this here. I want to be the Brad Wesley of the Midwest lacrosse. I want to bring the eyes to this place. I don't want to shake people down for money and, you know, drive a monster truck and have weird parties. But I just want to be that person who helps raise the... So anyway, <clears throat> excuse me. I think you've probably had enough of my ranting and raving. Um, I'll be back to a normal person next week with Coach Kevin Benages. We'll be talking about um, dual sport athletes. We'll be talking about working out. We'll be talking about overworking out, optional training practices, optional practices for coaches, um, what that may mean or may may not mean. Um, <clears throat> and we'll be talking about Under Armour. He is the Under Armour coach, so we will be talking about that with him, getting his side, his story. We will give an opportunity to any, any of the coaches from the NLF as well. So with that, I uh, thank you for indulging me. And uh, you could follow me on Twitter at at One Man Ride or at MFWCHI. Or you could email me at mward at laxrecords.com. So thanks again for joining me on my one man ride. <laughs>